there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy, and I love every bit of it because that means I'm back with my main man, JP, affectionately dubbed Jacob Padilla. That's actually on his government, right? Jacob. Yes. Yeah. Four, yep. two, 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 two syllables, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They don't call him Jake. They don't call him anything but Jacob or JP. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, fudge. A little sleep deprivation, <laughs> but we're good, right? I love it. In a in a good rhythm, we're kind of ramping up, starting to play better, uh, figured out some things. We could potentially, we as in Westside, be getting healthy here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, big x-rays coming up on Thursday just to kind of see where we're at and the risk-reward for for mr benning so we we feel pretty good finally settling in offensively in terms of how we want to play probably a good thing considering we got one week left of the regular season yeah but you know (laughs) it's weird right i get it i get it but we kind of it's been a little makeshift um losing a key cog offensively and defensively meant that everybody kind of had to ramp up one and we we lost uh we lost the starting corner uh, for the season and had to kind of figure out we moved Teddy Rezac just two games ago to the safety spot. So it's, it's kind of, it's a little like last year where we didn't really start to hit stride until later in the season. We weren't really much to look at. And I know everybody's like, I don't know if they're that good. And sometimes we wonder if we are, because we're still a work in progress, but it's all about playing right at the right time as a few of these teams, <clears throat> Grand Island and a couple others are starting to figure out. Yeah. Well, it's, since we're talking about Westside, why don't we just start with that? Because that was clearly the best game of the week there. Um, uh, Westside against Millard South, another case where we were both in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Um, it was a 41-34 overtime win for Westside. I can't. I don't know that I'd ever been in person for an overtime game in high school before that might've been the first one. Yeah. We had a couple of players ask what to do. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and I was kind of chuckling and I was like, are you guys serious? Well, that's, I was saying over by Bill Steckis and we were like, uh, so what is it? They get, they each get to go from the 10 or like, how does this work? Like we weren't even a hundred percent sure on the rules. And Uh, and most recently, the last one that I coached in was, uh, against prep three years, four years ago. Um, where we went for it, we as back then Omaha North went for it on fourth and goal because we didn't have a place kicker, didn't get it. Uh, prep didn't move the ball and kicked a 17 yard field goal, uh, to beat us in overtime in the opener four years, four or five years ago. So, uh, a little familiar, not exactly excited about going there because overtime it's a crapshoot. And it's all about bowing your neck inside the money zone, which is the 10-yard line. Yeah, if you want a full uh, 
kind of recounting of what happened. I wrote my story up on hailvarsity.com, um, which was spectacular, there. by the way, uh, very, you. very thorough. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, usually how it ends up going there. I, uh, and that's why I keep the, the play by play and try to keep my own box score and everything. Just so I have some, some more substance to, uh, as opposed to just, Oh, this guy made a really cool play. I'm going to talk up, write 300 words about that. And because you know what, that can be misleading. Yeah, exactly. It, you have to kind of watch how games unfold. That's why I like having huddle for all these teams. Yeah. Cause I can actually put style of play type of runs to the actual stats. And like we talked about back with basketball, that's why I uh, track games the way I do in that way, just to have uh, as much information as I can. But um, that it was a phenomenal game. Um, and Anthony Rizak again, you got, you guys down right off the bat, 14, nothing North South comes out. Um, this is the first game I had seen with, Cam Kozel uh, at, at quarterback for them. Um, and boy, I, I was impressed. He makes quite a bit of difference for them, but down 14, nothing. And then you guys kind of settle in there. Um, <laughs> Anthony Rezac, 89 yard uh, run for a touchdown to, to even it up at 14, nothing. And then basically from then on, it was back and forth, back and forth the whole way. Um, you guys get the ball last. Um, well, First, you got the the fourth down conversion to keep the the drive yeah, alive. Yeah, huge catch by Trevor Spady, a very difficult catch. Oh yeah, um, and you got right before on third down had dropped uh, a little throw into the flat to get up some of that yardage. So it was um, like it wasn't wasn't a gimme down at any uh, by any means, and you guys were struggling to run the ball um, with a handoff run game. So it was like got to go to the pass, and Spady delivered, and he had a few nice catches there, including the the game winner. Um, but so I keep that drive alive, march down, get, get in the uh, Rezac again on a 20, uh, I believe a 27 yard scramble uh, on a third down to get you guys inside the 10. Yeah. And then a uh, couple near misses um, on throws in the end zone, have to settle for a field goal to tie the game. And uh, Miller South runs the ball once and then head, head overtime. So um, were you surprised like they weren't more or aggressive or did you understand? A, a little bit. Uh, again, with a situation like that, I think maybe you, you take a shot, but um, if, if you're worried about just the chance of bad things happening, being um, uh, greater than the, the reward there, like I, I get it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's I mean, th- there wasn't a great chance there um, that they were going to be able to march down and score, but um yeah they they chose to kind of just run it out and take their chances in overtime and then they won they won the coin toss and gave you guys the ball first yeah so that's interesting right because sometimes you you kind of wonder um we wanted to defer ended up winning or losing that toss um and it puts a lot of pressure on your your offense to get in the end zone because you know, with, with Alvano and McLannan, I mean, two really good place kickers. You got to figure three's a gimme. So it was going to be all about getting touchdowns and not uh, field goal attempts in overtime. And a huge fourth down conversion, a great pitching catch. The only place Spady could go get it, who was really starting to ramp to round himself in a very, very good player. And a two-way guy for us, as I'm asking him to play more defense for us now as well. Uh, and then... You know, we forced the the we forced the fourth down from from Millard South, and we we flush Kozio, who had made plays. How good is he? I mean, let's let's be honest. The 
the the single most impressive play of that game, like the 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 Rezac 89-yard touchdown was nice, but it wasn't defended well, uh, and it was basically just a foot race. The single most impressive play of that game was the scramble. He evaded like five, six, seven different defenders. Three, three of our best tacklers in had their hands on him. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like he had their hands on him, broke free, scrambled out to the, uh, the sideline, chucked it down uh, downfield. Uh, to Gavin Nunley caught it, uh, 45 yard gain out at the one, like just unbelievable. unbelievable. Play. I mean, we had him dead to rights, and that's 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 JQ Osler, arguably our best defensive lineman, Nick Anglum, a very sure tackler, and Bo Ryan. I mean, those are three really good defensive players that Cam and he shocked me, right? I've seen him, so you, you go, you watch him play baseball, and it's different, right? Because you can't really tell athlete. Yeah. You can tell athleticism, but you can't really tell athleticism. He's such a good hitter. I think that's what people are captivated yeah. by. But you looked at him in pads, and I had to walk up to him up close, right? I usually like to say hey to the guys, you know, a lot of respect, especially some of the key players. And, you know, Merton, those guys, I, you know, hello to Rucker, because I've known him for so long. But looking at Kozio's build, I mean – he is a literal handful. The huge trunk, the great legs that generate all that torque, you know, when he's at the plate, the great waist. The, he is not a tall guy. I was going to say, not a tall guy, but, but he's, he's, he's a pretty strong. big guy, and he is extremely strong. Yeah. Um, How about his accuracy? Yeah. He, I mean, some of those balls, I mean, say what you want about the right receivers, they're fine. The ball placement. Oh, yeah. Put them where only the guys could go. <laughs> the only door guys yeah. are going to make a play. Uh, and yeah, there was even one or two drops on great passes like that. Like if the kid pulled it in, could have been huge plays. But like he so I had Kozel 15 for 27 for 231 yards and a touchdown. Ran the ball 10 times for 51 yards and three scores um, and had the one interception at the very end of the game. You guys force incompletion, incompletion or uh, second down, roll out roll out to the right. You flush him from the pocket, throw, not there. Second down, rolled out again, uh, extended the play, tried, looked like he thought he saw his receiver open in the end zone, yeah, but Kiefer Ty Kiefer uh, kind of hiding behind him, undercut the route, and picked off the pass to seal the game. And that that's how it ended, interception in the end zone uh, on, uh, I believe, their second second play uh, in overtime for, for Miller's house. So heck of a play. And Kiefer's a great story. Yeah. Um, guy who's really good player early on in his career, plays a freshman, really good as a sophomore, got hurt at the end of his sophomore season, ACL tear, then got then toured again as a junior. Um, so he basically missed uh, a year and a half um, yeah. straight. And then to come back this year, he's having a great year for you guys. And especially, it's really important for him to play well, considering uh, you, you lost your other starting safety. Yeah, and, the, and it, he has had to be huge. A lot of pressure uh, on TK. I, we like to call him Chief Keith um, because he is he is a chief back there. But um, just a gutty win. And I think, you know, typically for our guys, we're such slow starters. And it cost us in, in, against North Platte because they were so good possessing the ball. We just didn't get enough opportunities offensively against them. We did get some more opportunities against Millard South because we found a way to settle down defensively after a, very, a pretty shaky start. And, you know, we forced a little inefficiency. 15 to 27 isn't, you're not blown away by it statistically, but he was on a rhythm there where we didn't know if we were going to be able to get stops there those first couple mm -hmm. of drives. 
and we had to make some adjustments on the fly and Christian Jones and Nick Anglum, all our guys that kind of have to adjust our adjusters were really in a bind all game, but Miller South's inability to run the football, I, I think ultimately was the key. It put a lot of pressure on Koziel and, and that wide receiving core. And they had some success early on with that running game, especially uh, running a little bit of the kind of option look and with some forward pitching type of stuff. It's hard like to handle. Tricky to know where the, the lot tar- of formations, yeah. Yeah. a lot of motion. And it's, it's a, it's a difficult team to defend. And Fuller actually had some tough carries early on. He's a tough like kid. Like I said, as the game went on, you guys were able to kind of key in on that a little bit and then force more. He's uh, a pretty he's pretty underappreciated. Yeah. He's a good back. Runs hard. First guy seldom gets him. Uh he's a good player. Yeah. Tell you who's gonna be a good player. Marion Jackson. He had a really nice touchdown catch in the end zone, the freshman there. And we uh, and we had limited his opportunities, yeah. but when they went to him, he made plays on a couple of 50-50 balls. Yeah. So they they got some good young guys uh to kind of carry on after the senior class moves on. But um yeah, you be guys- interesting to see what happens without Koziel concept wise with that offense because some of his improvisation is so good yeah like his feel he he, he makes him different 100 percent, like completely different team than what i had seen previously and i mean heck with brock, Mur- brock murta at quarterback they gave elkhorn south like that was a competitive game like he he did all he could in that game but it's just a little different when you've got a guy that can throw as accurately as uh as kozo can will also be able to um, Brock's got fantastic size, doesn't he? And I'm, I'm a big fan. They're a different team when you can put him outside and yeah. throw him a couple of those jump balls down the field, as opposed to him having to go make the play himself. Um, it just makes him much more dynamic. Especially, it's big having him back at receiver and somewhat healthy now, considering they lost Austin Trotter, who was their big play threat. Um, who has how, how good is Lacuna? Big, big boy inside. He he plays hard. Ooh we. <laughs> Like, and here's the thing. He's mean spirited. So when he plays, it's not just, he's not handing out bouquets, right? He's trying to punish you. You guys had nowhere to run up the middle. I mean, but between Jamez Ross and Kurt Kubrick, you had uh, 11 carries for 30 yards. You guys weren't even trying anymore. Like he's like, all right, Anthony, you guys got, you got to take the lead here. And he, uh, um, I don't think Ross even carried the ball in the second half had, had the one fumble, but um, Rizek 19 for 26 for 299 yards and two scores, 26 carries for 182 yards and three touchdowns by my count. Very unofficial stats, but I haven't seen what your guys' box score was. But I mean, close enough, like close to a 300, 200 game, like yeah. flirting with it. And he's had multiple, like three or four games now where he's over 120 passing, 120 rushing. Um, it's it's a it's become a very difficult offense to defend because our offensive line has got good size. They're really starting to come around, but the RPO kind of dual threat run game um, has been really, really tough to defend. And Spady coming into his own, Jalen Lloyd has been fantastic. Man, talk about, obviously transfers a lot of time, people, especially at high school level, get demonized and all that. But uh, you look at two guys that made moves that were good for them and that are paying off with, uh, obviously, Jalen Lloyd that we're talking about, eight catches for 127 yards and touchdown by my count in that game. And then Isaiah McMorris is leading the state and receiving two guys that made decisions for them to, to better their futures. And now Jalen, obviously, tr- got a, got a, a chance phenomenal to tracks yeah. uh, star. He's got he's definitely got some interest on the football. He's going ha- to have a choice to make. Yeah. And I don't think that would have been the case if he continued to, to play at Central. Understood, so, yeah. um, and so, again, like some some really great catches down the field, just kind of one on one. Go beat your man, throw it up there. And he went and got the ball down the field. He's so unassuming, too. 
he's just a fantastic kid. Pretty easy to cheer for. Yeah. And you talked about um, having to move um, Anthony Rezac around after Caleb got hurt, moved him to safety. Take Teddy. that spot. Uh, Teddy, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know why I wrote Anthony down here twice. Uh, Teddy, uh, he now he's having to play a little bit more offense now too without Caleb in that spot as well. And he he also went over 100 yards receiving, had some really great plays in that game. Um, just um, 106 yards on four catches by my count. His best attribute by far is his competitiveness. He's already a really good athlete who's still growing. You know, had some schools that night uh, in attendance watching him, Iowa in particular, Wyoming. Um, Still growing. You know, he's he's bounced around. He was a corner. Then he was an outside linebacker. Now he's a safety. Still managing to play some wide receiver in a very complicated offense. A uh, lot of upside for Teddy. Yeah. So, that, I mean, Westside moves on 7-1. Got one game left uh, coming up against Lincoln Northeast on Friday. So, looking um, strong season again. And Millard South. That was the first loss with Kozel at quarterback, uh, just four and four. But I think not, they, not a team that would be fun to prepare for. Exactly. I think they've shown that, hey, they can play with anybody with uh, with the guys that they got now. So they moved up two spots and Sauter's coach was pulled to number eight. So what, that's ten, is that 10 points or nine points combined loss be, between Elkhorn South and Westside? Something like that. I, I forgot what the score was again. I think 31-28 or something like that. I should I better probably double check that because. If if in fact that is that is accurate, that would be, I mean that 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 lets you all that that pretty much lets you know all you need to know, uh, and and watching Millard South play that those games are are have been really really good. Thirty one twenty eight. Yep, good call. Yeah, that's yeah. nine points, or seven. Yeah, the ten. Ten total. Seven. Yeah, and so two one score losses to two of the three best teams in the state. Yeah. Oh, so that's – and, again, they didn't have Kozo in that, that Elkhorn South game. So, I think – Not that Murtaugh is Sydney slots because no. the more he has the ball in his hands, the more of a headache he becomes. But, yeah, so, again, Miller South is a team that you're going to have to keep an eye out for as we head in the postseason here. Um, back to the top, Gretna, geez, 71-17 against Omaha South. I think uh, uh, um, Zane Forth is done by halftime, uh, 276 yards and six touchdowns. Corver Demma, who congrats uh, committed to walk on at Nebraska. Heck of a player. Um, two sacks and a forced fumble. Uh, so, uh, again, just continuing to wreak havoc there. And then, oh, credit to Omaha South. Um, like, they they just chuck it all game long. Yeah. They had two 100-yard uh, receivers in that game. Dylan Sheard had 12 catches for 162 yards. A lot of people around the Metro like him. And Eric Thomas, 11 catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. He went over a thousand yards on the season. It's pretty impressive. Um, fourteen catches. He also even more impressive. He is four for four passing for two hundred and twenty-one yards and two touchdowns. So uh, they, they, I guess, it seems like they've got some pretty good schemes over there at Omaha South. They just don't quite have the full team to to compete just yet. But impressive to to move the ball like that against a, a good Gretna defense, um, even if uh, they didn't have their their starters playing there that long. Um, another blowout, uh, Elkhorn South at number two, 55, 14, they were up 49, seven at halftime. Uh, Carson Ronner didn't even play quarterback. Um, they had their backup playing. I think Ronner ran the ball one time, but, um, uh, don't know what the story was there, but Cole Ballard, 10 carries for 215 yards and two touchdowns or not, uh, more, more than two, but, um, he had seven total touchdowns, uh, one catch for 72 yards and a touchdown. And uh, two punt returns for 51 yards and a touchdown. 
So um, not bad. His next game here, uh, he'll go over a thousand yards on the season. He's got 25 touchdowns on the ground and played very few quarters. Yes. 25 touchdowns. He on doesn't the see a lot of second halves or receiving and two punt return. So 31 total touchdowns. And again, playing half, half the game. A lot of these times, I got to go back to something for Gretna that I think, you know, a lot of people say what they aren't. I'll tell you what they are. That's a winning program. And this is two scary things. And I get it. 71, 17, 14 at eight guys, carry the ball and 11 different players catch a pass. Got a lot of guys. You'd be hard pressed to do that in a practice. (laughs) No, listen to what I'm telling you. 11 different guys caught balls for Gretna on Friday night. Try that in a practice when they have two, three different guys throw passes uh, during the game as well. Like Alex Wilcoxon did a little bit of everything as a backup he's, quarterback, he's receiver, abs- defender. I Listen, I got, there's no shame in saying this. And you, cause you yeah. know this, cause I see you all summer. He's like one of my favorite people yeah. in the Metro. He's a, he's an easy kid to cheer for. And he competes, man. He is fearless out there competing. Like he just embodies their culture. Logan Secor, these guys, they're, they just, they play hard. Part of that Jacobson Craven family over there. That's uh, a lot, lot of good uh, athletes coming out of uh, th- that family tree over there uh, from Nebraska. But uh, yeah, and Isaiah Weber, I don't know how yeah, injured we'll he see, is. We'll, we'll see, see what happens with yeah, his health. Because I think they're going to need him. Yeah, because he was really coming into his own. And I think with him, you could argue they're the most complete team in the state. Yeah. Again, Elkhorn South has um, a claim there. I think you guys have a claim, but those are probably the, the three that, you you like their pieces at every level on both sides of the ball. Um, if, if they don't have that, that makes them a little bit more one-dimensional. It's pretty good dimension when uh, Zane Forrest is a quarterback, but you still would like to try to keep teams a little bit honest. But we'll see how, how that plays out once we hit in the postseason. Um, and big game up like Elkhorn South closing out with uh, Omaha North. We'll touch on them next because that was the, the big upset this week. Grand Island 31. really shook up the playoff standings, didn't it? Omaha North 21. Yeah, it's uh, looking at this matchup. I'll see in the co- co- collision course between Elkhorn South and Omaha North last game of the regular season. Uh, chance to see both teams. How good are you really? And here comes Grand Island playing spoiler the week before. And also, I think w- on top of being a great win for Grand Island, what does this say about Elkhorn South, who just demolished Grand Island out of their place the previous week? We So, full disclosure, right? If you listened to us last week, we wondered how Grand Island would hold up playing back-to-back physical run teams. And all they did was turn north over five times via the interception route. Yeah. And found a way to play from ahead in that game. Yeah, so that was 17-7 first quarter, and then they basically just traded scores the rest of the way. Grand Island held serve. Um, monster game for Jace Chrisman. 28 carries for 184 yards and three touchdowns. Eight tackles, including three for loss and two sacks. So if if Oman North couldn't slow him down, well, here comes Cole Ballard. So they're going to have to figure something out defensively uh, because that's, that, that's going to be as good as Chrisman was, like, we just talked about Ballard's one of the best in the state. Um, Tayshawn Porter, kind of 20 carries, 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, also had caught his pass for a touchdown, did what he could, um, and is up to over 1,200 yards on the season now, 20 touchdowns. Um, also has that receiving touchdown, and he also has a 45-yard passing touchdown. So um, 
it's just phenomenal season for him. But and, and, again, and don't blank. You they're fall two, behind. They're two losses. Omaha Westside, 47-13, and Elkhorn South, 42-3. Now, those scores are lopsided, but in between, you've got wins over Kearney and North to kind of provide you with a little bit of confidence, and you've got a win over North Platte, too, if you're Grand Island, yeah. who is a team that not a lot of folks are chomping at the bit to play. Yeah, and you mentioned five interceptions. Sebastian Serco, he'd been really good for them since he's coming back, really balanced out of offense, been really efficient accurate with his passes. But um, they definitely forced him into some mistakes. He's still a, a young starter, um, just a sophomore. 17 for 35 for 164 yards, two touchdowns, but those five interceptions, and they forced a fumble as well. Um, so six turnovers from him, that's something he's going to have to learn from moving forward. He's still still a very good player, um, but, again, got to go through some adversity early on to make you better. Yeah, not to make excuses, but it's food for thought, right? You wondered how it would shake out for North, given the schedule that they had been coming off of. Uh, how they had won games pretty convincingly, and it can get away from you with a young team about not staying in the moment. And then you get a team like Grand Island, as well-coached as they are, who's going to play hard every time out. I, I wonder, you know, just getting in behind the scenes with Coach Martin, getting his team to understand that that's a, there's a certain level of emotion that you have to play with every night in the Metro. Because as we've seen, it's been a very strange year for ups and downs. Yeah. With that win, Grand Island climbed all the way up to number five in the, in the coaches' poll, and uh, they closed out with Omaha North. So I got a chance to close out the season seven and two here, uh, position themselves well uh, for the postseason. And then, again, I, I don't think six turnovers from the quarterback spot is something that you, you're probably going to see again from Omaha North, but they do have to find a way to shore up that run defense because Cole Bauer is going to run hard all night long against them. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see them get gashed the way that they did up front. And, you know, kind of rounding out the top 10 with Carney and, and North Platte. Uh, Carney coming off the big win against Lincoln Northeast and had a chance to watch them on film quite a bit just because Northeast is our is our next opponent. And, of course, very familiar with North Platte and, and what they're capable of doing. Two teams from a preparation standpoint that kind of stress you with how they attack you, even though they do it different ways. Carney spreads you out very good. Um, putting your number two, your flat defenders in, in binds, right? Very good route concepts. And we've seen what North Platte does in terms of that single wing and ground and pound. Yeah, so that was a 46 uh, nothing win for Kearney uh, against Lincoln Northeast. And North Platte actually had to come from behind. They were down 13-10 to 10, uh, after three quarters and outscored Norfolk 14 nothing in the fourth to win it. Ran the ball 50 times for 263 yards and three touchdowns. Seen and that before. Brock Robley uh, accounted for all three of those touchdowns and 165 of those yards. Um, didn't, didn't pass the ball, didn't need to, uh, but it was a 24-13 win for, for North Platte. And again, kind of stepping up late. Um, we did skip over uh, Creighton Prep. Um, it's the other one we mentioned. And they uh, they barely got out of that uh, battle with Papio uh, with the win. 24-20 was the final. Wait, uh, Papio is they're dangerous, they aren't they? They're they're yeah. pesky. They're scrappy. They get good quarterback play. But play wouldn't be one of those fun teams either. Yeah, and they got out of uh, there with the win against Lincoln Southwest. They've been uh, feisty in some of these other games. And Caden uh, Russell, go-ahead touchdown with six seconds left from the one to, to win that game for prep. They, they got the ball back, I believe, with about four minutes to go, down 20-17. to 17. Uh, Charmar Brown, 26 carries, 172 yards and touchdown, but had to leave the game with an injury. I think he tried to go back in, but was clearly 
um not himself yeah not himself so um that's something to monitor moving forward because he basically is that offense at this point um but um they, they continue to kind of rotate different quarterbacks in there and still haven't gotten consistent play there but pierce johnson punt return touchdown um really was a difference in this game um and that's the thing like prep just they have it's so hard for them to score the ball they've got to find whether it's an 80 yard breakaway by marty brown or a special teams touchdown defense whatever it is they've got to find kind of different ways to score the ball at this point which uh, and um lost one of their linemen rocco marcelino um he's done for the year unfortunately yeah. uh, suffered an injury so um preps kind of still uh, moving along there getting these wins but very uh, battle tested yeah uh, but will it catch up with them? Because they don't get any easy points yeah. on offense. Like, it has to be kind of a grinder. And defensively, they don't have a ton of margin for error because this is not the type of offense that wants to play catch-up. If if you're looking, before we get out of Class A, if you're looking for anybody to put on upset alert, is it Elkhorn South versus North? Is it Bellevue West, who's at Papio La Vista South? And listen... You talk about no love lost between two staffs, two staffs that do not <laughs> like one another, uh, Bellevue West and Papio South. That one is kind of interesting to me because Bellevue West struggles at times to stop the run. Devin Jones and the company can be a handful, but Bellevue West coming off the bye. And uh, I know Devin didn't play last week for Papio South. Not sure what the story is there. Um, that obviously I think would make a difference for them. Um, Lincoln East at Gretna. Um, maybe there's something there. Um, Lincoln East. It's off such a, a it's such a tough place to play. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's strange how the weather affects that field. If you're a quarterback, you have to be able to cut the wind. You have the wide open south end with very little tree coverage, and the wind just plays differently there. And it's a, it's a beautiful facility. Yeah. Um, couple more shouts for uh, Isaac Pameran, sophomore for Papio at 18 tackles and 13 of them solo and a tackle for loss in that prep game. Payton Prestito, 15 carries, 183 yards and a touchdown, seven tackles on defense. And Coach Williams made the roll the dice. He went young. Yeah. Um, and had some guys uh, definitely step up and play well. Um, Millard West knocked off Lincoln Southwest again. That's a good, that's a good win for Millard West. Puts them squarely in the middle of the playoff hunt in, in terms of seeding. They they held Lincoln Southwest to seven passing yards on twelve passes, <laughs> five of twelve for seven yards, and the longest con, uh, completion was six yards. So they had four passes yeah. for a total of one yard. Zero answers uh, for Mr. Williams and Millard West, who had three scores. And I flew with a couple guys that were at the Southwest game that have vested interest in Southwest. They called it a bit of a giveaway in terms of that, but there's something about Millard West's resolve that you got to give credit to. It's 23-13 Southwest heading in the fourth, and then Millard West scored twice in the fourth quarter to win it. Um, and like you said, Jackson Williams, uh, Millard West doesn't do max preps. So I don't have numbers, but he's had some monster games. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got to be I think he finished with season. six for 178 in that one. Not bad. I remember him running all over <laughs> Millard North on that TV game a couple weeks back. Every time I looked up at the TV, he was running in the end zone. Um Cal Newell for Lincoln Southwest, 34 carries for 268 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he's up to 1,100 yards and six touchdowns on the season. He's had a phenomenal season as well. And then another guy uh, for Lincoln Southwest, 55-14, went over Brian Max Butenbach, 16 carries for 270 yards, four touchdowns. 
plus a 27 yard re- uh, reception, plus two punt returns for 38 yards. So just doing a little bit of everything for them. Um, and there's a few of the other big performances I saw in class A. Uh, jumping down to B, continuing the collision course, though, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Omar Gross uh, had to uh, get to sit at home and watch because of the, uh, the Buena Vista forfeit. Well, Bennington, they had to go earn it. Yeah. Uh, 21-7 win. I think they, I think they, they needed a game like that, yeah. I think, just to kind of – it had been since Elkhorn where they struggled early in that first half and then was dom- they were dominant in the second half against the Antlers. Uh, got another toughie from another Elkhorn opponent, and this time it was Elkhorn North. Yeah, and Nick Holbert, again, another big game, over 100 yards on the ground, two scores, also caught a pass, the three passes, one of them was for a touchdown. Uh, Trey Bird, 122 yards passing and a score. Um, uh, 94 yards rushing. Uh, so kind of the dynamic duo for them again, stepping up and then Gunner Lime leading that defensive effort, 13 tackles and interception, um, which he returned 38 yards. He's had a really good season. We talked about him on the basketball court. He's a really good athlete in that back end there for a really tough Bennington defense who um, really, I mean, Elkhorn North, uh, seven points. They, they forced uh, three interceptions from a pretty good quarterback and Josh Basilovic. So, um, and they held him to just 35 yards rushing as well. And he basically is their offense. So um, impressive defense performance by Bennington, but uh, the Wolves made them earn it on offense. Uh, probably the closest game Bennington's had in a while. Um, like we said, Gross was on by. Scott's bluff, easy 35 nothing over Gehring. Uh, Sebastian Boyle, 259 yards on the ground, four scores. Uh, he's up to nearly 1,200 yards on the season on the ground, 18 touchdowns. That is kind of the one thing like you look that they haven't scored as easily uh, as some of these other teams with, with these lead backs, but he's still uh, churning out the yardage. Braden stole 91 yards and a score on the ground. Um, and the defense, seven tackles for loss, two sacks, two interceptions, and held gearing to 140 total yards of offense. Not bad. I tell you what, in four or five kind of remain locked. I liked how you yeah. tiered class B a couple weeks ago. It's held true to form, even though, had a couple litmus test yeah. games in there. You, I just couldn't get you to budge. You felt pretty good at how you were kind of locking those tiers in. Yep. Uh, Waver, uh, Elkhorn, uh, 47-3 over Elkhorn, Mount Michael. Um, they just kind of plug along here. They, they had the couple of setbacks against. Uh, Tough. So yeah, those are good losses. Beddington and Gross early on. So two best teams. But um, here they are. They beat everybody else. And really impressive looking really impressive heading into the postseason here and then Waverly 14 nothing over sewer um not not, not their most impressive win over the last couple of weeks uh, they've been a little bit more explosive than that offensively but you pitch a shutout that's uh that's I think coaches will take that any day um well and let's let's jump down to C1 as we're well over the 30 minute mark just real quick Aurora Pierce Ashland Greenwood does it take a little convincing to put McCook in that discussion at eight and oh? Now you look at the record against some like opponents, it does get my attention a little bit. Are you gonna this is this is the hot seat again? Are you going to steer still tier C one, considering we haven't seen McCook live, or will you budge and take the bait and move them up a tier? That was an impressive win for yes, them last week to improve to eight and zero. Yes, it um, was. But only one team has Carlos Colazzo 
Yeah, and, um, and that'd be the number one team in C1. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I still feel good about kind of Aurora there and then Pierce with that quarterback receiver duo with uh, Schulting and Bramer there at two. Um, I think McCook is very, very clearly established themselves right there, though, in that next group. They'll, they'll be a contender in that class. I just, well, the seedings will be interesting in C1. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll see kind of here as we, we wrap up the last week of the regular season. Um, jumping down a little further, um, we've already started the postseason for – for the lower classes there um, in the eight man. Uh, I kind of like that though. <laughs> um, the looking at those players that start this week, the, the number one seeds um, and the way they split this up the first round, they do two 16 team brackets uh, for the first round, go West and East and then winners advance. And then they kind of jumble up the bracket from there. And the one seeds in D1 this year, North Platte, St. Platts at eight and oh, they'll face Elkhorn Valley in the first round. And then Laurel Concord College, also at eight and zero, um, and they'll face Mead in, in the first round. Uh, the two seeds uh, are Riverside at seven and one uh, against fifteen Maxwell. I think and Stanton gets Stanton, the other little one, right? Eight, eight and zero uh, against Pender, uh, and then what is the three seeds are Neela Oakdale at seven and one against Cambridge and Cross County eight and zero uh, against Weeping Water. So anything jump out to you from Cro- Cross County? Is the team to keep yeah. an eye on. Well coached, very experienced, expected to be here. Cross County is a very dangerous three, in my opinion. I've seen them a couple of times. Uh, they have my attention. Made a good run last year. Um, got some some good athletes for sure. And it's uh, all of a sudden become a tough place to play, too. <laughs> a very raucous crowd. That, you know, the admin love sports. They got a great young coach who is, I mean, he just oozes energy. It, that Cross County has been quietly. A, it was a nice story last year, but they're like, hey, listen, we're not yeah. done. And Sauter's coaches poll, North Platte, St. Pat's is number one. Cross County is number two. Um, Neely Oakdale, three, and Stanton, four. Laurel Concord, Coleridge, five. So those are the top five ranked teams, but and they're all in the top three seeds there. Uh, and quickly in D2, uh, one seeds are Hitchcock County at 8-0 against Maywood Hayes Center. And Howells Dodge, uh, we know about them, 8-0. Absolute juggernaut yeah. is Howells Dodge. And they are number one team uh, in the coaches poll. Hitchcock County is number two. So look at the two seeds they're there. They're just so good up front. Yeah, and they, they got some some key guys back from last year's run. Um, can run the heck out of the ball. Yeah. And then Sandhill Sedford at 7-1 is a two seed uh, against Hyannis, and why not at 7-1 is the other two seed against Winside. Um, so those are uh, kind of the top seeds there in D2, and the, those playoffs start on, on Thursday. Hard yeah. to believe. Postseason's already here. Yeah, and you know what? We're absolutely ready. We will uh, We'll be back. We're going for Monday, right? Uh, yes, we should be Monday next week. They, right. No, Day another bye Nebraska week. coming off the bye week. We can do the interviews for the coaches. The pressures will be Tuesday. I think we feel good about that, right? Should be. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you. We'll keep you tuned in. That's uh, only one place to get all your high school needs. That is Nebraska Preps post game. That's my man, Jacob Padilla. I am old DB. We'll be back next week. A Huda Media Production.